story six of romance of california life by john haberton this librivox recording is in the public domain story six first prayer at haney's haney's diggings certainly needed a missionary if any place ever did but as one of the boys once remarked during a great lack of water it had to keep it on a needin zealous men came up by steamship via the isthmus and seemed to consume with their fiery haste to get on board the vessel for china and japan and carry the glad tidings to the heathen self-sacrificing souls gave up home and friends and hurried across overland to brave the pacific and bury themselves among the australasian savages but though they all passed in sight of haney's none of them paused to give any attention to the souls who had flocked there men came out from frisco and the east to labor with the chinese miners who were the only peaceable and well-behaved people in the mines but the white-faced good-natured hard-swearing generous heavy-drinking enthusiastic murderous anglo-saxons they let severely alone perhaps they thought that hearts in which the good seed had once been sown but failed to come up into fruit were barren soil perhaps they thought it preferable to be killed and eaten by cannibals than to be tumbled into a gulch by a revolver shot while the shootist strolled calmly off in company with his approving conscience never thinking to ascertain whether his bullet had completed the business or whether a wounded man might not have to fight death and coyotes together at any rate the missionaries let haney's alone if any one with an unquenchable desire to carry the word where it is utterly unknown a digestion without fear and a full-proof article of common sense these last two requisites are absolute should be looking for an eligible location haney's is just the place for him and he need give himself no trouble for fear some one would step in before him if he has several dozens of similarly constituted friends they can all find similar locations by betaking themselves to any mining camp in the west as haney's had no preacher it will be readily imagined it had no church with the first crowd who located there came an insolvent rum-seller from the east he called himself pentecost which was as near his right name as is usual with miners and the boys dubbed his shop pentecost chapel at once the name somehow reached the east for within a few months there reached the post office at haney's a document addressed to preacher in charge of pentecost chapel the postmaster went up and down the brook in high spirits and told the boys they instantly dropped shovel and pan formed line and escorted the postmaster and document to the chapel pentecost acknowledged the joke and stood treat for the crowd after which he solemnly tore the wrapper and disclosed the report of a certain missionary society modestly expressing his gratification at the honor and his unworthiness of it he moved that old thompson who had the loudest voice in the crowd should read the report aloud he pentecost volunteering to furnish thompson all necessary spiritous aid during the continuance of his task thompson promptly signified his acquiescence cleared his throat with a glass of amber-coloured liquid and commenced the boys meanwhile listening attentively and commenting critically 
too much cussed heavenly twang observed one disapprovingly as one letter largely composed of scriptural extracts was read why the deuce didn't he shoot indignantly demanded another as a tale of escape from heathen pursuers was read shot up women in a derned dark room well i'll be derned soliloquized a yellow-haired missourian as thompson read an account of a zanana reckon they'd set an infernal sight higher by women if they was in a diggin six months eh fellers you bet emphatically responded a majority of those present before the boys became very restive thompson finished the pamphlet including a few lines on the cover which stated that the society was greatly in need of funds and that contributions might be sent to the society's financial agent in boston thompson gracefully concluded his service by passing the hat with the following net result two revolvers one double-barreled pistol three knives one watch two rings both homemade valuable and fearfully ugly a pocket inkstand a silver tobacco box and forty or fifty ounces of dust and nuggets boston bill who was notoriously absent-minded dropped in a pocket comb but on being sternly called to order by old thompson cursed himself most fluently and redeemed his disgraceful contribution with a gold double eagle the webfoot who was the most unlucky man in camp had been so wrought upon by the tale of one missionary who had lost his all many times in succession sympathetically contributed his only shovel for which act he was enthusiastically cursed and liberally treated at the bar while the shovel was promptly sold at auction to the highest bidder who presented it with a staggering slap between the shoulders to its original owner the remaining non-legal tenders were then converted into gold dust and the whole dispatched by express with a grim note from pentecost to the society's treasurer at boston as the society was controlled by a denomination which does not understand how good can come out of evil no detail of this contribution ever appeared in print but a few months thereafter there did appear at haney's a thin-chested large-headed youth with a heavily loaded mule who announced himself as duly credited by the aforementioned society to preach the gospel among the miners the boys received him cordially and pentecost offered him the nightly hospitality of curling up to sleep in front of the barroom fireplace his mule's load proved to consist largely of tracts which he vigorously distributed and which the boys used to wrap up dust in he nearly starved while trying to learn to cook his own food so some of the boys took him in and fed him he tried to persuade the boys to stop drinking and they good-naturedly laughed but when he attempted to break up the little game which was the only amusement of the camp the only steady amusement for fights were short and irregular the camp rose in its wrath and the young man hastily rose and went for his mule but at the time of which this story treats a missionary would have fared even worse for the boys were wholly absorbed by a very unrighteous but still very darling pleasure a pair of veteran knifists who had fought each other at sight for almost ten years every time they met had again found themselves in the same settlement and haney's had the honor to be that particular settlement 
judge briggs one of the heroes had many years before discussed with his neighbor billy bent the merits of two opposing brands of mining shovels in the course of the chat they drank considerable villainous whiskey and naturally resorted to knives as final arguments the matter might have ended here had either gained a decided advantage over the other but both were skilful each inflicted and received so near the same number of wounds that the wisest men in camp were unable to decide which whipped now to average californians in the mines this is a most distressing state of affairs the spectators and friends of the combatants waste a great deal of time liquor and blood on the subject while the combatants themselves feel unspeakably uneasy at the neutral ground between victory and defeat at sonora where billy and the judge had their first encounter there was no verdict so the judge indignantly shook the dust from his feet and went elsewhere soon billy happened in at the same place and a set-to occurred at sight in which the average was so disarranged both men went about for a month or two in a patched-up condition and then billy roamed off to be soon met by the judge with the usual result both men were known by reputation all through the gold regions and the advent of either at any gulch or washin was the best advertisement the saloon-keepers could desire in the east hundreds of men would have tried to reason the men out of this feud and some few would have forcibly separated them while fighting but in the diggings any interference in such matters was considered impertinent and deserving of punishment haney's had been fairly excited for a week for the judge had arrived the week before and his points had been carefully scrutinized and weighed time and again by every man in the camp there seemed nothing unusual about him he was of middle size and long hair and beard a not unpleasant expression and very dirty clothes he never jumped a claim always took his whiskey straight played as fair a game of poker as the average of the boys and never stole a mule from any one whiter than a mexican the boys had just about ascertained all this and made their blind bets on the result of the next fight when the whole camp was convulsed with the intelligence that billy bent had also arrived work immediately ceased except in the immediate vicinity of the champions and the boys stuck close to the chapel that being the spot where the encounter should naturally take place miners thronged in from fifty miles around and nothing but a special mule express saved the camp from the horror of pentecost's bar being inadequate to the demand between straight bets and hedging most of the gold dust in camp had been put up for a bet is the only california backing of an opinion as the men did not seem to seek each other the boys had ample time to grind things down to a pint as the camp concisely expressed it and the matter had given excuse for a dozen minor fights when order was suddenly restored one afternoon by the entrance of billy and his neighbors just as the judge and his neighbors were finishing a drink the boys immediately and silently formed a ring on the outer edge of which were amassed all the men who had been outside and who came pouring in like flies before a shower 
no one squatted or hugged the wall for it was understood that these two men fought only with knives so the spectators were in a state of abject safety the judge after settling for the drinks turned and saw for the first time his enemy hello billy said he pleasantly let's take a drink first billy who was a red-haired man with a snapping turtle mouth but not a vicious-looking man for all that briefly replied all right and these two determined enemies clinked their glasses with the unconcern of mere social drinkers but after this they proceeded promptly to business the judge who was rather slow on his guard was the owner of a badly cut arm within three minutes by the barkeeper's watch but not until he had given billy who was parrying a thrust an ugly gash in his left temple there was a busy hum during the adjustment of bets on first blood and the combatants very considerately refrained from doing serious injury during this temporary distraction but within five minutes more they had exchanged chest wounds but too slight to be dangerous betting became furious each man fought so splendidly that the boys were wild with delight and enthusiasm bets were roared back and forth and when pentecost by virtue of his universally conceded authority commanded silence there was a great deal of finger telegraphy across the circle and head-shaking in return such exquisite carving had never before been seen at haney's that was freely admitted by all men pitied absent miners all over the state and wondered why this delightful lingering long drawn out system of slaughter was not more popular than the brief and commonplace method of the revolver the webfoot rapturously and softly quoted the good doctor's watts my willing soul would stay in such a place as this and when suddenly his cup of bliss was clashed to the ground for billy stumbling fell upon his own knife and received a severe cut in the abdomen wounds of this sort are generally fatal and the boys had experience enough in such matters to know it in an instant the men who had been calmly viewing a life-and-death conflict bestirred themselves to help the sufferer pentecost passed the bottle of brandy over the counter half a dozen men ran to the spring for cold water others hastily tore off coats and even shirts with which to soften a bench for the wounded man no one went for the doctor for that worthy had been viewing the fight professionally from the first and had knelt beside the wounded man at exactly the right moment after a brief examination he gave his opinion in the following professional style no go billy you're done for good god exclaimed the judge who had watched the doctor with breathless interest ain't there no chance nary replied the doctor decidedly i'm a ruined man i'm a used-up cuss said the judge with a look of bitter anguish i'd wish i'd gone under too easy old hoss suggested one of the boys you didn't do him you know that's what's the matter roared the judge savagely nobody'll ever know which of us whipped and the judge sorrowful took himself off declining most resolutely to drink many hearts were full of sympathy for the judge but the poor fellow on the bench seemed to need most just then he had asked for some one who could write and was dictating in whispers a letter to some person 
then he drank some brandy and then some water then he freely acquitted the judge of having ever fought any way but fairly but still his mind seemed burdened finally in a very thin weak voice he stammered out i don't want to make to make it uncomfortable for, for, for any of you fellers but is there a, a preacher in the camp the boys looked at each other inquiringly men from every calling used to go to the mines and no one would have been surprised if a backsliding priest or even bishop had stepped to the front but none appeared and the wounded man after looking despairingly from one to another gave a smothered cry oh god as a miserable wretch got to cut hisself open and then flicker out without anybody to say a prayer for him the boys looked sorrowful if gold dust could have bought prayers billy would have had a first-class assortment in an instant there's a deacon adams over to patton's suggested a bystander and they do say he's a regular rip-roarin at prayin but twould take four hours to go and fetch him too long said the doctor down in mexico at the cathedral said another they pray for a feller after he's dead when you pay him for it and they say it's just the thing sure pop i'll give you my word billy and no go back that i'll see the job done up in style for yer if that's any comfort i want to hear it myself groaned the sufferer i don't feel right can't nobody pray nobody in the crowd again the boys looked inquiringly at each other but this time it was a little shyly if he had asked for someone to go out and steal a mule or kill a bear or gallop a buck-jumping mustang to frisco they would have fought for the chance but praying praying was entirely out of their line the silence became painful soon slouched hats were hauled down over moist eyes and shirt-sleeves and bare arms seemed to find something unusual to attend to in the boys faces big brooks commenced to blubber aloud and was led out by old thompson who wanted a chance to get out of doors so he might break down in private finally matters were brought to a crisis by mose no one knew his other name mose uncovered a sandy head face and beard and remarked i don't want to put on airs in this here crowd but if nobody else can say a word to the lord about billy bent i'm a-goin to do it myself it's a business i've never been in but there's nothing like tryin this meetin'll come to order to onct hats off in church gentlemen commanded pentecost off came every hat and some of the boys knelt down as mose knelt beside the bench and said oh lord here's billy bent needs attendin' to he's panned out his last dust and it seems to have a pretty clear idea that this is his last chance he wants you to give him a lift lord and it's the opinion of this house that he needs it tain't none of our business what he's done and if it was you'd know more about it than we could tell yer but it's mighty sartin that a cuss that's been in the diggings for years needs a sight of mendin up before he kicks the bucket oh, that's so responded two or three very emphatically billy's down lord and no decent man believes that the lord had hit a man when he's down so there's one or two things got to be done either he's got to be let alone or he's got to be helped letting him alone won't do him or anybody else any good 
so helpin's the holt and as any one nigh us tough fellers would help if we knew how to it's only fair to suppose that the lord'll do a mighty sight quicker now what billy needs is to see the thing in that light and you can make him do it a good deal better than we can it's mighty little for the lord to do but it's meat and drink and clothes to billy just now when we was boys some of us read some promises of yourn in the book that was writ a good spell ago by chaps in the old country and though sunday school teachers and preachers mixed the matter up in our minds and got us all tanglefoot we know they're dar and you'll know what we mean now lord billy's jest the boy he's a hard case so you can't find no better stuff to work on he's in a bad fix that we can't do nothin for so it's just your chance ain't exactly the chap to make an a number one angel if but he ain't the man to forget a friend so he'll be a handy feller to have round feel any better billy said mose stopping the prayer for a moment a little said billy feebly but you want to tell the whole yarn i'm sorry for all the wrong i've done he's sorry for all his deviltry lord and i ain't got nothing agin the judge continued the sufferer and he don't bear no malice agin the judge which he shouldn't seein he generally gin as good as he took and the long and short of it lord is jest this he's a dyin and he wants a chance to die with his mind easy and nobody else can make it so so we leave the whole job in your hands only puttin in for billy's comfort that we recollect hearing how you're forgiven a dyin thief and that it ain't likely you're a-goin to do harder on a chap that's always paid for what he got that's the whole story amen billy's hand rapidly growing cold reached for that of mose and he said with a considerable effort mose you come in as handy as a nugget in a gone-up claim god bless you mose i feel better inside if i get through the clouds and have a livin chance to say a word to them as is the chief's dar that word'll be for you mose god bless you mose and ef my blessin no account it can cuss yer anyhow this claim's washed out fellers and here goes the last shovelful to see if there's any gold in it or not and billy departed this life and the boys drank to the repose of his soul end of story six